Charles Spurgeon was a man that God used, and millions are still being impacted by his kingdom work. As we examine his life and ministry, we hope to strengthen today's church and bring glory to Christ. My name is Joel Littlefield, lead pastor of New City Church in Bath, Maine, and I'm joined by my brother in Christ, Josh Whitney. Welcome to the Spurgeon Maniacs podcast. I feel like it'd be good, even though this show is not about current events and all that stuff. I think we should yeah. say something. Yeah. About what's oh, going on right now. Oh, of course. I hope uh, so. Yeah. So, for those of you who, well, first of all, thank thank you for joining us. Welcome to the. Well, how do you know they're Spurgeon joining Man. us? Well, if they're hearing the thank you for joining us, then they are joining us. Oh. Yeah. If you're joining us right now, raise your hand. Okay, I see thank that you. hand. Thank you. I see, I see your hand. I see that yeah. hand. Eyes closed. Blessed. I see Heads that bowed. hand. <laughs> Do you think Spurgeon ever did that? I see that hand. I see that hand. No. I think he says something more like, if you want to come to Christ, just look at me. Just, just glance up right now from your seat. Mm-hmm. Is that guy squinting? <laughs> Is he squ- I can't tell if you're looking at me. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, this is really good. Yeah. This is really good radio. So I've spent... More time at the state house this yeah. last week than I have ever in my life, and it has been a it has been a eye opening process to see things going down. Do you, are, I know you were there for the major hearing. Yeah. Have you ever been there when things are in session? No. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy, especially with the bill. That's I don't know if it's always like this. If they're just voting on some like I don't yeah. know oil legislation or whatever, but this yeah. is an abortion bill, so it's like. Anyway, so why don't you why don't you tell people what is going on actually right now as we're recording? We wish we it's weren't literally right now. We want to be able to listen to what's going on at our house yeah. of representative. Um, what's going on? So currently at the state house in Maine, where we reside, there is a bill being discussed, LD sixteen nineteen. That one side will tell you one thing, and the other side sees it clearly, <laughs> which is biased. Anyways, yeah. it is a bill that puts virtually no restriction on abortion mm. in Maine. Mm. Um, they say, well, it's, they made an amendment that says something to, this, to the tone of standard of care. You must follow the same standard of care as you would with a patient mm-hmm. uh, or what, what you would do in any other medical instance. Um, and it should only be up to the doctor and the mother. Um, but it, because anything, mental health, anything could be, made a case for it so essentially what we have in maine is the availability of abortion all the way to birth for any reason in maine yeah whatsoever yeah uh and it's fairly remarkable to be honest the closer we got i did not expect to actually see this but you have pro-choice advocates voting against this bill here in maine Sure. As of right now, for sure, we just we listened one. to one. Yeah. yeah, we listened to one who was on the Democrat side, thirty-five who, year de- Democrat. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, and he he expressed his concern for the bill and and urged other Democrats and other people to vote no, which was remarkable to hear. And I, th- we're human, yeah, and God made us in His image, regardless in Christ or out of Christ. And I, I, I believe this issue in particularly 
shows that. Yeah. Because uh, you either have one side who, regardless of the evidence, will just hate it. And I think that is proof of God and his existence. Or yeah. you have people conflicted with it, but they don't know why. I think both things point to the fact that we are people made in the image of a creator. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's uh, it's scary mm-hmm. how it's being played out here today because we could see the... It's already wicked what we allow in this state. It's utterly wicked and evil, and it's frustrating what we allow to happen in our own state. But this would be an un- unprecedented unprecedented amount of evil to be openly allowed. New new levels of blatant evil. Yeah, and I was and what I saw there today is what something that we didn't even see at the hearing. But the the amount of people in favor, they were lining the halls between the Senate and the House. Um, were sorts all sorts of people that were um, against the vote L- against LD sixteen nineteen, but then there were groups of people there that you would see like on the streets of Portland, you know, um, mm. hands off my body and my body, my choice, and then oh, oh they were there, yeah, they were there, and then there was an mm. interesting group that I didn't know. They're called GRR, and they've got a little tiger face, and it says GER, but it stands for Grandmothers for Reproductive Rights. Oh my god! And so there was uh, lining the hall were w- women in their 60s and above, grandmothers that have all ba- banded together to basically support this bill. I did get a chance to talk to two of them uh, for about 20, 25 minutes, and just a lot of a lot of like deep seated aggression. Uh, a lot of words like you know you can't judge us, um, you can't you can't what, what right do we have? But at the heart of it, after bringing up things like. Um, Aren't there better options than killing our babies? What about adoption? What about these things? And and don't you think we could do better than opting for murder? Um, it was interesting. You could see that there was an affliction of conscience. There was at least a, a jostling. But then they you could almost see them physically remaining in their obstinance going, no, no. This no, I, this I, is the I, right I of the that, mom. Yeah, we it, she should she must be able to be the one that decides. Mm-hmm. Um, man, so I am. I'm just. I've just been. My only thought has been, Lord, have mercy. Um, and so Please. by the time this episode drops next week, uh, this will already have been, something will have happened. Mm-hmm. And so I would just, if you're listening, I think both, all of us, and you, hopefully your pastors and your spiritual leaders would, would urge you the same thing. This is a time for Christians to stand up um, yep. and to stand on the truth and be as bold as ever. Um, the guy that spoke to the Gur people before me was an old man that was very bold and he was like, talking very close to these women's faces and he kind of spit in their faces. Mm. And so when I approached them afterwards, they had, they were a little standoffish. Um, and then after a, a, about a five minute conversation, they were actually willing to talk. So if I could just urge people, there's a time to be bold and in your face. And then there's a time to have a conversation. I think we need to be able to discern who we're talking to and what, what the right moment, what the moment calls for. Uh, mm. I, in, I mean, if you're spitting in people's faces because you're so uh, incessant, about what you're talking about or insistent on what you're talking about, mm-hmm. that's not going to be a good witness. No. Uh, so I would urge you, no spitting. No spitting. No, you, you don't need to be mad at people like this. Be, you, should be, you should be righteously angry against the evil that is in this world, but you're, you're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. You're wrestling against principalities. So anyway, a little update, what's going on. That's kind of what we're dealing with as we're trying to now calm down and talk about Spurgeon. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Should we proceed? We good? I think, yeah. All I right. think we're good to go. All right, cool. So if you're not in Maine and you're listening, just pray for our state. And uh, yeah, that'd be much appreciated. So, all right, here we go. Here we go. On, Mark, go. Oh, my, yeah, Mark, say go. On May 11th, 1851, Spurgeon preached a sermon called 
a contrast. It was from Ephesians 5.8, and what has uh, been the case for the last couple weeks is actually we're, we're covering these uh, sermons out of the Lost Spurgeon Sermon series, and these early ones start back in the 1850s when uh, Spurgeon was pretty young. So he's 16 years old. This manuscript that we're looking at in this wonderful book by B&H um, is, is the handwritten notes of Spurgeon at 16 years old. Mm. I couldn't find the actual manuscript of the sermon. I did a little digging. I don't know. There, and this is the only time Spurgeon has ever preached this text. He's preached all sorts of other texts around Wait, Ephesians. Wait, what? Yeah. So I looked, you know, you did a little Google search yeah. on a contrast, Ephesians 5, 8, Spurgeon, but I couldn't, maybe there's, maybe it's yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. I just did, you know, I dug and I looked at all the, you know, the Crazy. normal places, Spurgeon Library and all those places. Couldn't find it. Spurgeon Gems, all the places you'd expect, but. Um, Monergism. I, mean, uh, I did, I don't know if they, do they have Spurgeon sermons? Ah, well, anyway. Um, so. <laughs> Interesting uh, things that we can pull from this time frame. Uh, so basically, the the, spur, the sermon is looking at Ephesians 5 eight, and the topic is darkness and light. And I don't know, I think it's good to sort of get into the head of the preacher just a little bit, and we get that because uh, the publishers of this book give us a letter that Spurgeon wrote um, right after uh, preaching this. The day, the day after he preached this, he wrote a letter to his father on May 15th, 1851. And, and listen to what this letter says, it says, I am very comfortable and I may say happy were it not for my vile heart. I might rejoice. I am the least of God's people. I am sure I am the worst, but yet I am one. I believe in Jesus and trust in him. And this I take it is the evidence of life. I can fall into his arms, though I cannot rest on my own merits, for I have none. Jesus and him alone is my defense. I know you pray for me. I think I have felt the answer to your earnest entreaties. Sometimes I pour my heart out sweetly, freely. At another time, I cannot hardly bring up a petition. What a contrast, mixture, paradox. I am. So just a mm -hmm. cool little, you know, I, I know when I get done preaching, I have certain thoughts. Um, and so Spurgeon, the day after preaching, he, after preaching on this text about darkness and light and being brought, in, brought into light out of darkness and now walking as children of the light, Spurgeon writes to his father after clearly some serious introspection. And he comes to this place that I think we often ought to after reflecting on the gospel and after ministering and preaching that who are we apart from Christ? Mm. And what have we apart from Christ? So that's an interesting little little nugget. So a uh, little thing, a couple of things I already mentioned, but this is the only time he preached on the text. Um, we can find a couple places where he's preached other places in Ephesians. In fact, in 1887, when he was 52 years old, he preached from Ephesians 5.11, classic Spurgeon, so one verse at a time. Uh, yeah, can you imagine if he was an expository book by book preacher on Sunday mornings, like all that we'd have a different Spurgeon. Yeah, we would. Yeah. Anyway, but he didn't do that. He did exposit texts, but not, not like we do today. Mm -hmm. Um, so he preached on that text, uh, later when he was 52 and here's a, a remark from an older Spurgeon. So from 16 years old to 52 years old, Spurgeon says this, the works of the light are fruitful works, rich and sweet and fit to be gathered 
pleasant to God and profitable to men. But the works of darkness are fruitless. They come to nothing. They produce no good results. They are like the apples of Sodom. They may appear fair to the eyes, but he that plucks them shall find that he has nothing but ashes in his hand. Or you who are performing works of darkness know that no good fruit will come of all your work. You can have nothing that is worth having as the result of all your toil. So that just sets us up for a conversation, looking at scripture, and we'll work through his outline a little bit here, seeing how Spurgeon kind of thought through his sermon, um, looking at the state of the Christian in darkness and how they come out and the great contrast between being in darkness and being in light. So mm. what do you think, brother? Some scriptures to share with us and some thoughts? Well, so there's Ephesians 5, 8. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, it just popped to me. As, Spurgeon you know, should have thought about, of that one. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, well. But the the text itself that he's that we're we're talking about here says, "For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light." Yeah. And we always know that the scriptures just expound on what what God has already said, and so we're going through Matthew, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. That's that's uh, filled with this as well. Um, Matthew 5 being, you know, be light. You are light in this world. Mm. Not you must become or this is how you produce light or this is the necessary components to be light in this world. But but you are light because of Christ in you. You are light. Um, and so that is that here at walk as children of light and just going into that other sermon you mentioned that he said mm-hmm. of the unfru- unfruitful works of darkness. Um what does light do to darkness? Mm. It exposes it. Um, so where we are to be children of light, we are supposed to walk into areas of darkness, exposing the darkness all around us. Mm. We, shouldn't, we shouldn't be going into the world, into darkness, and being conformed to the darkness. It's not possible. Yeah. When you would get into the nerdy level, as far as light and everything, not that I'm about to, but just the more you look it, out, it is, it, it is not going to get scientific whatsoever. I'm just saying you can get scientific. <laughs> it's impossible for, for darkness to exist around light. <laughs> like it's, 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 sure. it's yeah. scientifically, it's, it's impossible, um, for that to happen. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I immediately lost yeah. my train of thought. You get it. You get it. <laughs> Darkness, light, Jesus, Ephesians. <laughs> um, but no, so I was looking through, just looking through, I don't know if you want, normally what we have been doing is like hitting every single point. But the first thing that I saw of uh, in, in his first, in his first main heading, the past state of a Christian, mm-hmm. ignorance of God, of depravity, of Christ, um, and then sin in heart and life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me of uh, Romans 7. And I think we've, we've gone through it already. It's one of my favorite ones just because mm-hmm. I, I think Christians need to understand that sin exists in this world. We're not, we're not free from the exposure of sin as followers of Christ. We are free of the bondage of sin, yeah. being followers of Christ. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a, that's a clear a clear distinction to have. So 
You know what? Let's do it. Let's go to Romans 7 because Romans 7 is so great. Romans 7? Romans 7. I'm pulling up another one here too that I was going to talk about later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Romans 7, starting in verse 22. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Mm -hmm. Wretched man that I am who will deliver me from this body of death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but my flesh, I serve the law of sin. Mm. And so we don't live according to, um, we don't live according to the flesh anymore. Right. And I, Paul has made that point many times in his different letters. So what he's saying is not that, so with my body, I continue sinning, but with my mind, I serve God. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that might be, I think I've probably said that before in the past in um, different teachings, but, but what, he, what he's saying then is serve the law of God with my mind. <laughs> mm. don't, don't serve the law of sin with my flesh because right. we're supposed to give up the flesh. Yeah. So it's good, man. And then look at Ephesians two, one, uh, two, one, just, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. I mean, that's a good look backwards at all of us. This is how you mm. were. Think about a contrast. We were dead completely, um, unable, and we were not connected to God. And now we are, I, I love the, So the title says a lot. So I think we yeah. can do a contrast. I don't know. There should be a contrast. That is probably one of the most common questions that comes up amongst Christians is, uh, especially new believers, one, how do I, how am I supposed to look now? How am I supposed to be now, uh, now that I'm a Christian? Mm. What's the difference? Um, And so I don't know if it's so much that people need to be trying to make a contrast, but that there there is a contrast with the truly regenerate. I've I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I saw it in my own life back when I was born again, but I've seen it recently in other people that have been converted. A complete change. Mm-hmm. There's a contrast. Mm-hmm. So should like what? What do you have? You ever had that in a situation where somebody's like, "Dude, I'm a Christian," yeah. but you're like, uh, "I don't see a contrast." Yeah, uh, I remember a conversation I had with a guy years and years ago at a at a job. Uh, we I cannot remember what we were talking about, but I brought up because um, he was he was saying that he made a statement about we can't you know we can't absolutely fully know God because mm-hmm. God all God changes too like he's not like he you know he changes so there's no consistent like all the time truth I'm like well so you know I'm not gonna put this on you but from a Christian perspective he goes oh no no I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you just told me right. God changes and we can't trust mm. him. Mm. And so that, that was an obvious one for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's something that's been on my mind a lot lately, especially within the last couple of years is we look for the Bible to give us items one through 20 of be a better person. Cause that's what Chris, that's what Christians look like. But to this point of a contrast there, all of these things are heart issues. Mm-hmm. So there is no definitive line between and now you've crossed over into sin. Like mm-hmm. that's such a backwards way of thinking about mm-hmm. this stuff is we should be pursuing Christ with our mind, with our heart, um, with our actions, with our words, with our thoughts, with our deeds. Mm-hmm. All of these things should be conformed to Christ. 
not to become perfect, but yeah, our, our lives should look differently, not different enough where, oh well, yeah, well, on paper, I guess that person looks like a Christian. Yeah. 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 So, um, the, the way forward for a Christian, um, who's struggling with the contrast in their life and they have a lot of doubt we, this has sort of come up in other conversations of ours talking about justification and enjoying your justification, mm. sort of trusting it and basking in it, not always doubting whether you're saved. But I think one thing that a, a believer can do is, well, focus on these, focus on these scriptures, yeah. look to these scriptures that say for you were some, you were at one time darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. The, the the command to walk as children comes after this fact, this work of God that he has done. You were darkness. Now you are light. How? In the Lord, because of the work and the merit of Christ. And so as he gets down to uh, his third subheading, he says, how is this affected? And he's, he he refers to the, the, it was meritoriously affected. It was in the Lord. Your, salvation, the change that it comes in you, regeneration and sanctification is by the merits of Christ, by, <coughs> by Jesus himself. And by, Are you okay? Yeah. I've been doing this lately where I'm like, in the middle of talking, I have this like cough that's about to happen, but it won't. <laughs> so it's just like stays. And I'm like, oh. <coughs> sorry. <laughs> it happened the other day with Austin too. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. It's okay. Um, yeah. Meritoriously. And by Jesus Christ. So, man, so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, yeah, I, I mean, I want, I'd love to just enjoy this understanding more. Well, focus, focus more on the preaching of the gospel to yourself, that Christ's merits, his light, his life has been gr- given to you, uh, imputed to you, and then walk as a child of the light in light of Christ's light mm-hmm. and salvation. Yep. And, and I believe God yeah. will work in you. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be, I used to be frustrated every time someone said, man, you just got to rest in Christ. I'm like, was, yeah. I, I think we, I, I think we've talked about it before, but it, so, and you listener might get weirded out that I said that, but just because I didn't know what that meant. Like, yeah. how do you, what do you mean rest in Christ? Like that means nothing to me. What do I need to do? Well, you need to rest in Christ. I'm like, okay. So if I just sit on the couch waiting for something good to happen. Like Christ will start making me a better person. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, man, I cannot remember even what the, the topic matter was, but thinking through all of those things, you're, you're, you're struggling in sin, bring it to Christ. Your, um, your behavior isn't changing. Give it to Christ. Your, um, your relationships are broken. You don't know how to fix them. Give in everything. Yeah. Just take it to prayer. Take it to Christ. Confide in him. Rely on him. Um, seek godly counsel. But it's not a matter of how much working you can do to be rid of something. Mm-hmm. It is in how much you turn to the sun in those moments. Yeah. It is his yoke it is his burden that's easy yeah. it's not meant it's not meant for you to fix everything in your life but everything has to be turned in the direction to christ yeah. walk your life through christ not through your own set principles now it's not that we can't find wisdom in the world and things to do and things not to do but in everything 
filter it and go through Christ in order to do it. And that's how you, that's how you rest in Christ. Right. You don't, you don't fix it. You let Christ fix it. <laughs> you like, you like that. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah it's fine <laughs> oh, that was on purpose um, please bear with us <laughs> so I think that um, yeah so resting in Christ and I think you're so you're drawing that from in the Lord but now you are light in the Lord mm-hmm. um, it's an active are you about to, you about to cough <laughs> no, it's it's just a great segue. I'm like, yes, I was talking about light and yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? I don't understand what's going on here. I forgot what we were talking about as far as light and contrast. So I was just going off on what it meant to, oh. means to rest in Christ. <laughs> oh, and you're like, oh, so oh. I think what you were trying to say no, was no, like, no, I mean like mm, the, mm, in, I was <laughs> in resting in Christ. I think I, what I thought you were saying was that it's coming from being light in the Lord. That's I thought that's what prompted that. So I was just going to say, I think that it's. Uh, and Spurgeon puts this little note here. He says that it's affected, and, and he writes, this word, writes the word actively. And that's, I think, oftentimes, the where, it's where we misunderstand what resting means. Rest doesn't mean yeah. inactivity. Correct. It means actively pursuing Christ, who is our rest. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the point you made. And I think I thought it was good. Yeah. I was affirming what you were saying. Thank you. I wasn't like trying to, in a roundabout way, say, hey, by the way, get back so on track. Maybe man. here's a practical one is I, I my I don't know if this is worthy of getting in trouble for so I can delete it later is uh <laughs> I am so frustrated with Christian men following someone like Andrew Tate. Yeah, I don't know who that is. You don't good for you. Hmm. Um you can't be frustrated with me. <laughs> I've seen some Christian men sharing this going because he t- he's very conservative. He is speaking into the boyish culture of grow up. And yeah. so a lot of men are drawn to that because it's lacking in our culture. What it's doing is it's sucking in Christian men, but this man does not live a Christian life whatsoever. Mm. His end goal of what it means to be masculine is not like take the responsibility in the relationship. It's have as much women as you want as a man. Like, mm. It's just this super far sh- separation from what it means to follow Christ. But he's, he's talking about how to be a man that takes control. And so men are flocking to that. Mm. And so that is not what it means to rest in Christ. Be like, you know what? God calls me to be a better man. How do I find out what it means to be a better man? It's like, no, it's not, it's not pursuing answers on what it means to be a better, better man. Mm. It's pursuing Pursuing who Christ is. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Always pursue Christ in everything. That's good. Well, so I hope there's a contrast in us and the church and the followers of Christ. Sadly, it's becoming less and less of a of a clear line of what do Christians look like compared to the world. So mm-hmm. just be uh, aware of that, I guess, and just be, uh, you know, receive this sort of exhortation and encouragement that if you were once in darkness and now you are light in the Lord, now... Now we're going to hone in on this last phrase, walk yeah. as children of light. So how do children of light walk? And this was Spurgeon's uh, yeah. exhortation to them. He says, well, first one, he says, humbly and obediently, and in quotations, as children. Mm-hmm. And so as children of God, but I think also you can just sort of reference what is childlike faith. Childlike yeah. faith is, um, it is humble and obedient. It is, yes, mom, yes, dad, because you love me. Yes, mom. Yes, dad, because you care for me and you've proven your love for me. And I don't, I'm not full of doubts and fears because I'm cared for and loved. So 
Mm-hmm. One way to walk as children of light is to start with just that word children. Walk as children, mm-hmm. children of God, um, knowing that your father cares for you mm-hmm. and that he loves you. Mm-hmm. So what what else can we... How, what else does it mean to walk as children? So in light of our once darkness, now light in the Lord, now the imperative is to walk as children of light. How do mm-hmm. we do that? So he, I think you touched on as far as trusting. That's his next point, trusting, but cheerfully. Mm. Cheerfully as children of light. Uh, and then he says, or joyfully. Because, so, hmm, yeah. Like joy, joyful Christians? Like joyful oh Christians. Oh my goodness. Are you joyful serious? but serious. Oh, I'd rather be mad at the world. It is so much easier. Yeah. Stupid president, yeah. stupid Senate, stupid government. Mm. They're all against. They just want all this. Yeah. Like, there you go. That's a wonderful Christian. Yeah. Constantly, constantly frustrated, airing your grievances on Facebook, on Twitter. Mm. And even that attacking, <sighs> attacking Christians on any, that's a whole nother. Whoa. Topic. Yeah. Whole nother topic. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> Anyways, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we, peop, we should be joyful. They yeah. will know you are mine by the way that you love one another. Yeah. It's not, they will know you are mine by the way you contend and fight against one another. Yeah. We yeah. should stand up for truth. Truth should be very important and serious, and we mm-hmm. should make critical defenses of that because people are saying what God says, and it's not true. But mm-hmm. we should be joyful and happy. And that's a good word to use, especially when we talk about Christ. We should be happy, thankful, joyful, have your speech seasoned with salt, Mm -hmm. be as wise as serpents, as gentle as doves. There is never once a, a command in scripture to do something harshly, at least that I can think of Mm. like where the intent of like, and do this harshly. Um, Yeah, not like that for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bold, boldly, boldly, yeah. Seriously, like walk into a town and and tear apart its eco uh, economic system because mm-hmm. you want to destroy the idols. Sure, yeah. <laughs> tear apart its ecosystem too. I, I thought you were. Gonna That's say where eco- I was, and yeah. then I wanted to going after all it. those little <laughs> ponds and habitats. Get rid of all the ducks and minnows. You want to mm. worship ducks? I'll show you <laughs> worshiping ducks. That's good. Economy. Economy. Yeah. <laughs> That's, but see, the interpretation of that would, by the world would be, that is harsh. That's not a joyful Christian. That's a harsh, mean, evil Christian that would come in and disregard the feelings of the community, mm-hmm. even though our feelings are, are evil. Yeah. Uh, what is the proverb? I'm really good with my Bible. Um, that if, if, or maybe it's, maybe it's in a com, uh, commendation to pastors, but if, if your, if your deeds and the way that you're doing things are above reproach, they will look like fools mm. when they try to attack you. Yeah. So if you're, I've seen this in different street interactions where someone is standing there and they're talking just like this saying, it's not about, it's not about who you are necessarily like because it's you, you're a terrible person. It's the fact that we are born into sin right. and they're going, you hate. And they start blowing them like you can clearly see who the erratic one is and who the loving one is. Right. But if you're there going, you wicked, evil person, don't you understand what you're doing to God? And now you look just like them 
Or worse, they're actually calm trying to talk to you and you're the one freaking out. That's, yeah. Yeah. You're not talking about Titus, are you? Maybe. Yeah. Well, this is what comes to mind is where he says that the overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach, not arrogant, quick-tempered, a drunkard, a violent, or greedy for gain, his hospitable, lover of good, self-control. Well, I went way back here. He must hold firm the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and to rebuke those who contradict it. For there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers, deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. They must be silenced since they are upsetting whole families. That's not it. No. Nope. Wait a second. Where no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. There's, <laughs> there, it, it's here. I promise you. There's, um, yeah. What? Am I, for the pure, all things are pure. No, that's not it. Teach sound doctrine, reverence, train women, uh, show yourself all respect, a good model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that an opponent may not, may be put to shame having nothing evil to say about you. Could be that. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I, I knew it was there somewhere. I thought so, there was a proverb too that talked about. Okay. Kind of, but no, that's definitely. So that, yeah, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works, and in your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. That's kind of harsh. Why would you want to mm. shame them? Well, the shaming is there. It's self shame. They mm. walk into their own shame. When they have nothing to say against your good doctrine and the integrity mm-hmm. by which you are saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Are all people good or are all people standing in their own condemnation? Right now? Right now. Yeah. Well, no. Outside of Christ. Like, are people good or do people stand in their own condemnation? Yeah. They're condemned already. Yeah. Jesus said. Jesus yeah. said that. The yeah. loving, nice guy that just wants everyone to feel accepted said you stand condemned already. Yeah, that's right. So sounds a little harsh, but it's sounds true. So we, we did, we kind of went off a little bit, but that's true. Like, so even walking as children of light joyfully, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean not serious and not truthful. Uh, I think the other side of that is, man, Christians should, we should be happy. Should be happy. And like joy is certainly part of happy. If you want to yeah. say, well, joy isn't happy. Joy is the eternal... Okay, a joyful person is still happy. Yeah, a a joyful person still has happiness. Your countenance um, is (laughs) is still going to be bright. Um, And uh, so I think that that's that's something to be said about that. So joyfully, as children of light. Do you see the softball team that was interviewed? Did you see that going around the internet? No. A softball team that was uh, interviewed with their prospects of like reaching state championship and all that stuff no or, no uh, uh national championship Mm-mm. a reporter asked them about their countenance and said you guys just seem to take everything with great stride like why is that you know all this uncertainty it must be a lot of pressure and so they pointed to christ that's awesome and they said it's because we like we really want this we really do mm. and we're going to strive as hard as we can like we've been working for this all year but in the end, it's not the most important thing. Yeah. And there was three of them being interviewed, and all three of them just pointed to Christ that it really doesn't matter awesome. if we win or lose this thing. Like, our joy is outside of the fact that we win this or lose this. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, come on. That's good. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> if somebody struggles with joy, <laughs> with joy, uh, if you're like, well, I just don't have joy. Uh, I look at everything I see around me, and what's there to be joyful about? I mean, I believe in Jesus and everything. You need to spend more time with Christ because mm. Christ was the epitome of joy and seriousness. I mean, his children 
felt comfortable running up to him, mm. not with any warning. No, they were just like, oh, there's a guy I can approach. Not a dude with a, t- a scowl on his. Callie has to fix my uh, the, the, the wrinkles on my forehead all the time. She's often like, "What are you thinking about?" I'm like, "Oh, nothing." But I'm like, usually sitting here with this <laughs> scowl on my, and I'm like, "Oh my word, these these creases on my forehead are like an inch deep." That's probably because I'm a pastor and a and a dad and all these whatever else has happened in my life. But uh, we can be joyful. Yep, we should be. All we right, be. what's that last one? The Last one. Holly. Is. Ho- holily. <laughs> is a, that a real word? Holily. holily. Yeah. We should be walking as children of light, meaning holily. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a real word. I feel like Charles made something up, but he has that right. Yeah. Holily. Giving themselves to God and in every way walking worthy of their dignity. Yeah. Walking worthy of their dignity. Yeah. Walking. Yeah. I like that. Walking worthy of our call. If we're children of God through Christ, then we should... We should walk holy as he is holy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Second Peter 1. Be holy. Is that what it is? Mm-mm. Which what are we referring to? Uh, Second Peter 1. We, again, one of those ones that I, I don't have a huge Being list born of again. scriptures that uh, will walk worthy of your calling. And if you do, you will have no need to be, uh, no need to doubt your election. Mm. Uh, so I'll just read. I'm going to start in the middle because that's where all these things are. Uh, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, virtue with knowledge. <laughs> you reference this every episode. I do. Do I? Yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah. I love it. This is your, this <laughs> I, I told you, I don't like my, my well of, of memorized or referenceable scriptures. What's your life verse? Very deep. <laughs> is my, my life verse. I'm just kidding. I'm uh, not, I don't like life verses. <laughs> no, I don't like verses. What's your life verse? Life, life verses either. John 3, 16. Hmm. <laughs> I will say one of the ones that I go back to all the time is my first sermon I ever preached was um, Romans six. Yeah, I love. Uh, yeah, that's a good place to go back to. Yep. Yeah. So that's one that I go back to all the time in my head. It's I'm good. like, why, why, why? If I died to this, am I like trying to dig up this dead body? Going, ah, that's better. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But all yeah, right, so go second, ahead. second Peter. Yeah, second Peter one. It's just great. Supplement your faith with virtue. Virtue with, uh, um. Other things, knowledge. <laughs> other things. <laughs> yada, 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 affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Therefore, brothers, I skipped a verse, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. Mm. That's good. Mm-hmm. And all those things are supposed to be sought through the Lord because of the Lord Jesus Christ in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm, it's good. Well, <laughs> well, I hope there's a, con- <laughs> I hope there's, I'll feel better next time. I'll see if I can improve my health. Let's um, just record another one. <laughs> I hope that you're, as you're listening to this, you are encouraged and that there is a contrast. And if yeah. there's not, then seek the Lord press into the gospel, find out in the Lord and in the yeah. scriptures. Are there, are there things that you are doing, things that you need to repent of things that are still lingering from the world in your old life that you need to crucify with Christ yeah. and begin to walk in newness of life should point them to a community, yeah. point them to a community of people that like, right. would surround them with the you love of that. Christ. Yeah. Leaders that, that mm-hmm. kind of like watch over that community. That would be a great place for them to go. Yeah. But thank God that there is a contrast, and that's not by the work of any man. 
It's not by our merits. It's by the merits of Christ. He yeah. make he he regenerates and he changes and yeah. he saves. He saves and redeems. Amen. Nice brother. Amen. Sweet. Sermon number four. Sermon number four in the bag. Yeah. Next time, uh, we're talking. Next time we're talking about future judgment. Uh, no, I skipped one. Hold on a second. Not future judgment. We're talking about uh, condescending love of Jesus. So that'll be good. It'll be a good topic. Condescending. Mm. Often think, thought of as a bad word, but don't yeah. condescend to me. Well, no, I'm so glad Jesus I'm condescended. I'm so glad Jesus condescended to us. <laughs> uh, that's so condescending. Why, indeed. You. Why, why, thank you. Aw. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> glad you saw that. <laughs> you know why that sounds bad? Because we're so prideful and arrogant. That's right. <laughs> what are you doing? How could you? You want to close this out? Do, do I want to close this out? I want to see you. I want to hear you do it. Oh, okay. Well, well. here's what you can do. <laughs> you can go to all these things that we have and like us and comment and review everything that you see. So, but, yeah. yeah. No, I'll just say one thing. Okay. Because uh, we forgot it last time. We got a YouTube channel. Go to oh, our yeah, YouTube, yeah, yeah. subscribe. So go to YouTube, search Spurs and Maniacs, subscribe to that. We also have Patreon. Patreon is a great way for you to partner with us and you can contribute to the podcast. We will utilize that opportunity to grow and expand and do mm-hmm. more with this podcast um so the sky's the limit really well that that's that's saying something but help us out um and we will use we will use that to uh continue to benefit you yeah uh, we have our facebook page uh both private and public so go to spurgeon maniacs on facebook you can follow us there you can comment you can interact with other spurgeon maniacs and uh we're also on twitter instagram yep just follow us yeah. everywhere and do everything we say yep Email your questions to us. We want to see more emails from you guys. And by more, I mean <laughs> we want to see emails from you guys. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we've we've seen some, but it was around the time of the conference. Yeah. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Doesn't we count. need more emails. Yeah. Info at, nope, podcast at, what do I always tell? I think I've podcast. always said info. Podcast. podcast. Yeah. Podcast at SpurgeonManiacs.com. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>